Now, we know we talk a lot about crime on this show. Um, So often, senseless crime, which has a massive impact on the businesses and the individuals on the receiving end. And, well, over the weekend, Alice Springs had an absolute shocker by the sounds of things. Um, The newspaper is reporting that 340 incidents over 72 hours involving one during which rocks were allegedly thrown at a police dog. Now, joining me on the line is the member for Breitling, Joshua Burgoyne. Good morning to you, Josh. Good morning, Katie. Good morning to your listeners. Josh, it sounds like it was a terrible weekend for Central Australia when it comes to crime. Can you tell us what you know about some of these incidents that occurred? Yes, yeah, certainly, Katie. Look, I've had people contact me after what occurred over the weekend, basically very frustrated at what they witnessed. They witnessed cars driving around erratically. Um, yeah, basically with just absolutely no no sense of, you know, anyone else's safety, just particularly treating Alice Springs like it's a game of Grand Theft Auto. And it's just it's just purely unacceptable. And I've spoken with police. Um, look, police are doing all that they can. They have arrested six people in relation to the offences. I have heard that one of those people has been bailed, and this really brings it back to Labor's failed bail policy. You know, we police cannot keep mopping up over Labor's failed policies. It's just frustrating for everyone in our community. The police are out there doing the best job that they can. They're catching these people. Unfortunately, more often than not, these people are getting out again. Josh, what are locals saying to you right now in Alice Springs? Because we know that crime has been on the agenda for a long time. We know that the police work incredibly hard in the Red Centre. um, But for some reason, this just continues to happen. What are locals saying right now? Well, people are frustrated, you know. It's... When you run a business, we've just got through COVID and now, you know, we're, we're looking forward to basically what is a quieter time over Christmas when it comes to business. But unfortunately, what we all know in Alice Springs is that the level of crime, once that weather starts to warm up, we've already had extremely high crime occur in our town. And I think it is important to realise that the total property offences for this year to August already sit at 6,127 when compared to 4,299 for the previous year. Now, this is, this is staggering figures, 6,000 total property offences. It's something like 16 property offences a day that's occurring in our community. And that's just, that's just unacceptable. And we've been talking about this for a long time, Katie. Yeah. Um, we do really need to see. This is a 24-7 problem. And the police are the only ones that are there working 24-7, mopping up. We need to see more agencies. There's something like 20,000 public servants in the Northern Territory. I imagine there's quite a few in Alice Springs. I want to see this Gunner government actually commit to some real changes in their current policies that mean there are more people out there on the street at night supporting our police. Other agencies out there working in with these young people before they commit the crimes. Because unfortunately, the reality is the police do a great job, but they're there after the fact. That is the reality of what we're facing in Alice Springs. Mate, did you say 6,127 property offences already this year? That's, yeah, for the, for the year to August. So basically, you know, we get these rolling figures, you know, come out every month about, you know, the, the latest property offences, and, and, and that is it. And I think it's really important to note, Katie, mm. you know, I always get frustrated when we say, oh, year on year. Yes, last year was down slightly because of the COVID lockdowns, but if we go back to 2019 and when we full, fully open, we still, and I say only, only had 4,620 property offences. So to, to see that huge uptake, you know, well over... 1,400 property offences from 2019 to 2021. It's just incredible. And this is a trend that is evolving in our town. We are slowly seeing it just get to a a 
state where, you know, when you do talk to these business owners, they mm. are struggling to get insurance. They are struggling to deal with this on a daily basis. And, and that's what's going to hurt happen. We don't want to see good people leaving our town. And we, we want to see this problem get turned around. I would imagine that people are potentially worried as well that that crime is going to get worse over the summer and Christmas holiday period. It's something that we often talk about. When I'm speaking with people on the streets, that's exactly what people are saying. If it's this bad now, how bad is it going to get? And and that's the real fear that people have in our town. It's not about, you know, overstating what's happening. I read out those figures before. This is real. We are going through this. And that's why we're up here in Parliament this week putting pressure on the government to change these policies because you cannot just set and forget, Katie. We need to see, you know, this is the same government that for months told us that bail wasn't an issue before changing their bail laws, well, they can still go a lot further and they need to. Well, Josh, as you've just pointed out, obviously Parliament is sitting in the Territory today and no doubt this is going to be a focus for the CLP, uh, this issue of crime and youth offending. What needs to happen here? Oh, look, we've, we've spoken about bringing back breach of bail as an offence. We simply cannot have young people who continually re-offend getting off and being bailed, you know, and we do need to see more programs. We spoke about that before there are not many options for young people in Alice Springs when they have been, um, you know, when mm. offences occurred, the actual youth justice system, there's not a lot of options open to them. We always hear about seven emus up in Darwin. Well, what have we got in Alice Springs? I don't hear the government talking about many programs down in Alice Springs. We used to have Loves Creek. That's been gone. It's been gone for a long time. We need to make sure that there are real programs on the ground in Alice Springs so that a young person does do the wrong thing we can, we can get to them, we can change that behaviour so we are not constantly seeing this revolving door of young people, unfortunately, going through our court system and being bailed and going on to reoffend. We simply do not want that to happen. Josh, what would you say to anybody who's listening this morning who thinks that this is just a bit of political um, muckraking or thinks that the CLP is, uh, is really just sort of, you know, trying to, to make this a bigger issue than what it is? Look, it... Look at the statistics. The, the statistics speak for themselves. And when you speak to anyone in our community of Alice Springs, the problem is real. We are doing what we can in opposition to try to get this government to move, move to change their current policies, move to make Alice Springs a safer community, because that is, at the end of the day, what we all want to achieve. Police are out there doing their bit. Government can do a lot more to help us fix these issues that we face in Alice Springs. Josh, um, before we wrap up, we obviously heard yesterday the government made this uh, major announcement when it comes to the changes for home quarantine around COVID. We did just speak to the Health Minister, Natasha Files. Um, She reckons that our health system is going to be able to keep up with what is an incredibly strict testing regime by the look of things. Um, Do you think that this plan goes far enough or is good enough or do you think that realistically we need to know exactly what date we are going to open to other states and territories to anybody who's double vaxxed? I think the biggest thing that industries and people on the street are wanting is more information in regards to how this is going to work. Um, what, what happens if these trials don't work out exactly the way the Gunner government are hoping them? At the end of the day, Katie, I know that everyone wants to go and see their loved ones at Christmas time, but we must make sure that obviously we're taking the best health advice and making sure that everyone in the Northern Territory is safe. And at the moment, I just really feel like when I talk to people in the electorate of Breitling, they're still a bit unsure about exactly what the plan is and exactly how it's going to happen. Well, Josh Burgoyne, the member for Breitling, we really appreciate your time this morning. No doubt we'll talk again soon. Thank you for the Thank time. Thank you. Today.